Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Last week we spoke about the hope of my primary calling. And this week I want us to talk about the hope of my secondary calling. Amen. Say it after me. Say the hope of my secondary calling. Let's go to the book of Ephesians chapter number 1 and verse number 18. The scripture was a prayer that Paul was praying, you know, over the church of Ephesus. And in verse number 18, he says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Say the hope of his calling. One more time. Then he says, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? Father, thank you for your word. This morning we pray that you may speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Like I said, Barcelona, last week we said God um, called us first unto him. That is our primary calling as believers, as Christians. That is the first calling that is important to God. That is the first calling, which is an invitation to God that you and I are supposed to respond to. As a matter of fact, it is more important than the secondary calling. That's why we are calling it the secondary calling, even though the secondary calling is also important and significant, but God would not want to see a situation where you have responded to the secondary calling uh, without responding to the primary calling. Are we here? You are much more safe when you have first responded to the first calling, the primary calling, which is a calling unto God. God inviting us out of the world, out of the life of sin and unrighteousness, drawing us nearer and closer. The Bible says, when we were in our sins, we were away from God and we were without hope. So, the hope that we are talking about begins also when we respond to the first calling. Alibongo Kamalengos. So, we, we have got to understand that Whenever God calls us even to the first calling or the primary calling, he's calling us to hope so that we can have hope. That after this life as we know it, (laughs) there is a guarantee that we are going to spend eternity with our God. But there's also a secondary calling Uh, with which God calls us. And each and every one of us under the sun, we do have that calling or we are called by God. And he calls us secondarily to various sectors, if we may call it that. He calls us to various sectors. And there are three 
main sectors to which God calls us. Number one, it is the private sector, or what we can call or refer, in no particular order, by the way, the private sector. And in the private sector, that's where we talk about business, entertainment, technology, all of those activities that are happening there, and we can maybe look at them in a sense that, you know, mainly um, they are for economic purposes, if we may put it like that. And, and there are some of us who are called by God. And I want us, as we, as we speak this morning, so that we begin as Christians to look at ourselves, even as we are functioning in that space, as those who are called into that field. Because the problem is that when we don't look at it like that, as Christians or as believers, we have a tendency of thinking that this is not a space for us to be Christians. It is not a space for us to be believers. We feel like everything that we need to do as believers, we can only do it within the four walls of the church. But when I go back to my business, I'm not expected to operate as a Christian. And, and this is the main, the main reason is this. We don't see it as a call from God. And that's why we feel like we can be in business and just be ourselves. And as, as soon as we come back to church, then we can lift up our hands and, and, be, and, and be holy. Amen. So some of us are called into that space. It's a valid call. God does call people. And when I say private sector, I don't only mean that, you know, if you are there to own a business. You can be called into that sector even when you are working for someone else because it is still a business even if you are working. You are working for a business. So you've got to operate as a business person, but uh, 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 you need to understand that you are not a business person who is a Christian but you are a Christian who is a business person. You are first a Christian who is called into that space. So the most important thing for God is for those who are in that space to really be impacted by Christ in you, the hope of glory. Are we here? And number two, of course, we then find what we call the public sector. That is the world or the sector of politics, education, community work. There are people who are passionate about that space. Passionate about um, education, for an example. You know, um, uh, 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 passionate about serving in politics. There are people who are called for that. They, they, they don't enjoy any other space except for the space of politics. Are we here? And as Christians, we need to understand that when we are passionate and we feel like that is our sphere of influence, it is important for us to function in that space as Christians first. Because it is God who has called us into that space. 
It is God who has called us into that sector. So we are there to represent God, to represent his kingdom. We are there to become the light that shines. That's why, you know, whenever people are talking about the political space, they're referring to it as a dark world of politics or the dark world of business. And it's not supposed to be so because we are creating an impression that, you know, uh, it is, it, is, it is wicked or ungodly to be in business. Or it is impossible to be a politician and be a good person. It is because we as believers mainly, we refuse to function as Christians within that space. And that's why then if the light does not shine, darkness will take over. So we speak in tongues here in church. We quote verses here in church. We are able to, you know, operate as Christians. But as soon as we walk out, and that's why we can't even invite our colleagues to church. Because you must first explain if when out of all people you are going to church, we know you here. Are you sure you are inviting me to church? Why? Because... We are manifest. <laughs> Hallelujah. But we need to see ourselves as those who are called into that space. Because it's a calling. We are not there by mistake. It's a calling. It's a calling. Amen. It's a, especially when you are passionate about it. It's a calling. But again, there are those who are called into the ecclesiastical sector, which is the church sector, the ministry space. Many of us are called into that space. Why? Because, because that is how we are wired. And that is our field. And, that is, and so we are not there because we are bored. We are not there because we failed in the private and in the public sector. Now we, we're like, okay, if all else fails, let me try this one. No, it's a calling. It's a calling. Are we here, Barcelona? We, we are called within that space and that, 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 that we need to make sure those of us who are called for that to make sure that we demonstrate to people that these two is something significant under the sun. Because for some reason, when people ask you, what do you do? And you say, you are a pastor. Then they always want to ask, and what else do you do? As if being a pastor or working in the ministry must, you know, be a side hustle. It cannot be the main thing. The devil be lying. We are also called. We are also, as much as you are called into the business world. And it's so funny because in most cases, it's only people who are in the church who are referred to as those who are called. So those who are called in the business sector, they don't see themselves as called. They are malfunctioning there. And those who are called uh, into the church space, they see them as those who are just lazy and they are bored and they failed in everything else. That's why they are pastors. Somewhere else. 
Some of us, it's not because we were bored. We were as effective out there. As a matter of fact, some of us, when we left those sectors, they were crying. Now we are leaving. Because wanted us. Now, I am of the opinion that also God wants the best in his church. To do the work of the ministry. I am a reject. You failed everywhere else. Now you say, okay, let me go and work for God. Uh-uh. We, we, we also want the smartest. It's almost like, you know, the wisest and the smartest people are, are, are supposed to. It's like, but, but you waste. I can tell you now that people will not survive working with us for a week. Yes. There are people who wonder, what do we do? One day, just come and volunteer for one week. Ask the intense. Ask the intense. They will tell you, we can, we can just say come and work for us for just one week. There are some of us who will not survive. Even for the first hour. There are some of us who will not even survive prayer Tuesday before Sunday meeting. So, we, we have got to make sure that we know that when God gives you an opportunity to function somewhere, see it as your calling. Yeah. Don't take it for granted. Don't, don't take it for granted. Make, understand you are called, summoned by God to go and function in that space. Hey, Seba, hey, Nkosiam, I. Marge, Nelilanga, Sizo, Sizo, Sizo. Now, when we respond to the primary calling, which is salvation, God calling us unto, unto Himself, that salvation and new birth experience through the Lord Jesus Christ, that is, which is our primary calling, like I said it activates and awakens the secondary calling. So, so many of us can have a call from God because God has called us even before we were saved. But many of us are going around not knowing that we have a call from God. So there are people who are functioning in certain spaces because they think it's their passion. But it, it, was, it, was, it was the call of God that put them there. And there are those who are not there because they were not aware that they are called for them. But once you are born again, the main reason why God starts by save, saving us, it is because that secondary calling can be activated and awakened. In other words, our salvation brings life to our calling. It brings it to life. Because now the Holy Spirit 
can be able to work in us and make us aware of this secondary calling. And not only that, but also give us or impart in us the grace and the anointing to function in that calling. And making us effective in that space. And it becomes so much of a blessing when we function in that space, engaging the call of God. There's a difference when you are just there for the salary. And when you are there engaging the call of God, you become more effective. You have more insight and more understanding concerning the assignment that you have because God gives you the grace, divine enablement. He gives you the anointing, divine empowerment so that you are there because now it is what who are taking for granted the call of God. There are people that when they function in a certain space, they will go to certain places according to them by your so that they can have authority and power in that place, and God has given it to us for free. It's just that we leave our calling behind and we want to go there to show off. And that's why many of us fail dismally. Because we don't know how to engage. Let me tell you, when you are in business, engage the call of God. Because it comes with grace and with anointing. What does that mean? It means you are able to confront things spiritually. You are not just going to solve issues technically and administratively, but you are going to uh, employ a supernatural aspect of things, supernatural power, so that there can be divine interventions in what you are doing. Because in every space where you function, you are going to be opposed. Not by people, for that matter. In fact, now we're back to Luisa Ganje. Abaz good Benzan. Abaz why bang aktandi awa. Abaz why bang akfunu. Abaz why, but they are committed to just fight against you every day. And here you are. You are trying to just you know become too technical and whatever the case may be. And God says, "Listen, I have called you, and it means I have endowed you with power and with grace." Because. Listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says, the anointing will teach you all things. Not some of the things. Not some of the things at church. Not will teach you how to sing and to play a keyboard and to preach. All things. What does that mean? Even if I'm working for a bank, the anointing is available for me to teach me how to operate within that space. What does that mean in my business? It means the anointing is available. So in other words, the onus is on me to engage my calling. How do I engage it? When I wake up early in the morning and I am praying, I am going to ask God to help me with my meetings. There are certain scriptures that we are taking for granted. Like for an example, Jesus would say, do not worry about what you are going to say when you are taken before kings, before churches. But he says the Holy Spirit will put words in your mouth at the right time and and show you what you are supposed to say. 
So even when you are going for a business meeting, engage the same. And ask Jesus and say, that spirit that you are referring to, who gives us what to say whenever we are before great people, I ask that he may be with me. Invite the Holy Spirit into your meetings. The Bible says in Deuteronomy, the Bible says it is God who gives us power to generate wealth. So in other words, there's power available for you as a business person to generate wealth in that space. So in other words, there must be something about you in, within that space that shows that you are called. You are not just here by default. You are not here because you've won the lottery. You are not here because you've cashed your, your, your pension fund and started a, a, a business, but you are here because, as a matter of fact, let me tell you, when you are called for it, you don't need always funding to start something from the ground up. Oh, Lord. When you are called for it, this is up and put a dream in your heart and put a vision in your heart and say, let's go. And he grants you the anointing. He grants you the giftings. And you work this thing from the ground up. And why? Because you are, you are called for it. Amen. He says in the book of Isaiah, I will teach you how to profit. Jesus. If your business is not profitable, what are you doing? You are going to pray and say, God, show me. How can I make this business profitable? Open up my eyes so that I can know where my money is. You must not be stranded in your calling. You must not be stuck in your calling and be, and be hopeless and say, I don't know what to do. At least there's one thing you can do. Pray. Not just religious prayers. Intentional and strategic prayers. Know what is available for you in your calling. What did God say about your sector? Because there are things that God has said in his word concerning where you are operating and functioning. There are prayers that I pray as a pastor for my calling. Listen to this. 2 Timothy chapter number 1 verse 9. Who has saved us, talking about God, and called us with a holy calling. And that's where I want us to start. It's a holy calling no matter where you are. Handle it with care. Even if God has called you to the world of politics, it's a holy calling. Even if God has called you to the business world, it's a holy calling. Be aware of it. It's holy. You cannot deceive, cheat, lie, and, and, and hurt people. It's holy. Handle it with care, especially if you want God to help you in it. It's a holy calling. It's a holy calling. You, you are in that space not to have ungodly relationships. You forgot that it's a holy calling. Before we know it, that God will do and we, we question him sometimes there, there are people that we insist 
that God must bless them and open doors for them or whatever. And God is taking his time and we insist. And then God says, okay, let me open and show you. Imali is not good for them. Yet. Right, humble, committed disciples and followers of Jesus until they got a job. Wow. And, and they thought, <laughs> you know, I don't understand how as a Christian, it means the only time you connect with God is at church. Yeah, that's why if we are seven Sundays, we because this person does not know how to function uh, and, and abide in, in God and in Christ and in his word when they are not at church. M7s in their wild. It's like that's why we say things like this. That's where your problem is. Play and pause and, and rewind and fast forward. No. It's a holy calling. Be aware of it. If that guy is flirting with you, make it very clear that even holiness in this space no man help him computer. But these grounds are holy. In this office, we don't, we don't say that, that small talk, not here. What do you look sexy? Marasande uprada ute magati, you look good. Watati offense. Ngobu bona ngati esontueni. Ngati gugu more holy than M17. Marim Sebenzin, they said you look sexy. Uprada, Ute, you look good. Utati offense, Robagushu Prada, Maraloya, Putti, Otrava, Chiti, I, Ote, you look Oshatil and Sukshata, Washule Umjel, Uti, Marangwazu Shatil and Muswena. Manja, sexy by Lobokulumanga, why are you, for you to even arrive at sexiness, how were you looking at me? How were you looking at me? What were you looking at? Because my face only cannot suggest sexiness. So where were you looking? Yeah, from that day, I'm about to sexy tomorrow. So I'm going to give you a prove how sexy you are. Wrong, 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 man, wrong. It's a holy calling. Because wrong, wrong. To fulfill your calling. Now you are no longer fulfilling your calling. You are fulfilling last there. Vat Makir Mejo. 
everywhere you go, in a business meeting, if you are a woman or a man for that matter, you are there for business. Make it clear to your associates that I'm operating and functioning in my calling. We are here to engage in business, not in any other funny things here. Mfundisi <laughs> It's a holy calling because even to us as pastors, it's a holy calling. I'm standing here engaging in my holy calling. Any unholy thing, I must discern it from a distance. Ambiza men of God Lila. you can lay hands. Lila. Only she can touch them. I can't just touch anyway. <laughs> <laughs> my God, my God, why hast thou not forsaken me? <laughs> pray for me, pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me. It's a holy calling. It's a holy calling. It's a holy calling. You're called to be a pastor. It's a holy calling. You're called to be a businessman. It's a holy calling. You're called to be a politician. It's a holy calling. Holy, handle it like that. There are certain things that cannot come out of your mouth. And he says, not according to our works. What does that mean? We did not go to God to prove that we can do it. For him to call us. God is the one who empowered us and equipped us for his own purpose. 
and called us to fulfill it with the agenda is not about us. Moses, therefore go to Pharaoh. In other words, Moses, it's not that you are that great. It's not that you are, oh, you are the only best thing that has ever happened under the sun. It's because my children are crying. So, so even if you are called into the business world, there is an agenda that God has. God did not call you because he just wants you to drive a Lamborghini, that's it. God cannot waste his resources, his heavenly resources, just so that you can live in a beautiful house and drive a Lamborghini. No. God has a purpose. Why he is calling you. I always put it like this, especially in as far as our calling as pastors is concerned, especially my one. Let me not talk for anybody else. That God cannot go through the trouble of sending Jesus Christ, die on the cross, rise after three days, start a church in the book of Acts. Just for God I cannot reduce all of this to make it about me. And that's where many of us falter. We think that God goes through the trouble of turning my... You know, when God fights for you in business, I can say, look at Uben post on Instagram, look at me. I've arrived. And you are declaring your millions and you are this and you are that, but you have not discovered the purpose. Why is God making you a multimillionaire? Why is God trusting you with millions? Out of all people. Because not all of us are millionaires. There are very few millionaires, if you don't know. Even the ones who look like they have millions, they don't have. Because even the car they are driving that is worth a million does not, is not a reflection of the fact that they have a million. They just have enough for an installment. Some. So when you are privileged, that with no sweat, cosmos kunabandu abane gift of wealth and riches. It's like they don't have to, it looks like they don't sweat. But then they have millions. You must ask yourself, why? Why me, Lord? Why do you see it fit? That's why, Bazalan, generally, anything else. So, but but you know wealthy people are the most generous people because Uncle has trusted them with this because he knows when he wants them to help somebody else, they will not think twice. 
God has called us not according to our works, but according to his purpose. God has a purpose. When God gives you a good voice to sing, there's a purpose behind it. It must connect to that purpose. Because there's someone else who can't sing. They want to. If you don't believe me, watch idols. <laughs> there, there are people who are convinced. Others, they wish. Others, in their minds, they can sing. And they don't understand why these judges are saying they cannot sing. Because as far as they are concerned, no. They have a voice, they can sing, and their voice is beautiful. Yeah. If they say no, he will try every, because he is frustrated by the fact that these people say I can't sing. But then there's you. you. You did not go to school to sing. You you just opened your mouth one day and you and somebody said, Wow. Do you think God can just voice? No, he has a reason. And if I make it about myself, I have missed the reason why God has called me. And that's where we begin to malfunction. That's where we begin to malfunction. Let me show you something. Let me show you something quickly. Galatians chapter number 6. Galatians chapter number 6. In fact, before we we go to Galatians chapter number 6, let's start here. When God calls us, it's our responsibility to make our calling and election sure. That's what the Bible says. It says, be diligent in making your calling and election sure. That's my responsibility. To, to be diligent in it, to make sure that, you know, this is where I'm called to. This is what I'm called for. And begin to operate because there are many of us who are random in our operations. We are very random. So, and, and, and I always say this, and many people don't like me for it, but, but it means, you see, if you are living your life and you, you look for a job, Mobak advertise Uzovane Mali, but Ube frustrated. But you are going to malfunction. I made this example, Epinon. I said, there are many nurses who are supposed to be police people. That's why I'm a treater equal in When you go to the, to the clinic or to the hospital, you feel like you've committed a crime for being sick. Because of the way this person is treating you because they were supposed to be a police officer. So when they deal with you, they are dealing, they are dealing with you like they are dealing with a criminal. It's like, why is it your fault that, that I have a headache? 
Why does it bother you, Google, to we nurse? Well, understand the community nurse. Finally, nurse about. Marmanje, between talk, I did not ask for it. I did not wake up and say, Nkulungu Namtang, Funupatra and talk. No. Like I woke up, I have this thing, and when I come to you, you are impatient. I'm irritating you for being sick. But when I ute, Ufunu Yofundela, Uksiza Mandabakulai. Marna Runyakula, Marinak frustrate. Untit Anjanga's boss, I feel like a criminal. How many of you, when you walk into different hospitals and what, you, as you walk, you feel guilty already? As you enter, you're like, oh, I'm about to be sentenced. Oh, it's like, next. As, as somebody who, but I'm not going to go to home affairs, so. It's like you, you feel guilty for being South African. It's like I'm bothering you. And Umundu, when they went to town to serve you, it's like they've done you the biggest favor. It's like I'm like, but this is what you're employed for. This is what you are paid for. Why must why must after you have served me, you feel like kune miracle will appear for me? You know there are departments that before you go, you must pray. Shambara mandorobo shambara. May your angels, Lord, go before me. Hijalama shander. Oh Lord, work their hearts, because they will deal with you. You you will walk into a government department. That's why I need to mean. Yabo ageko umuntu omnyama engimsaba njomo umuntu o behind the counter. Oh, hey, listen. They know how to continue with the conversation while you are waiting to be served here. Ozu zbuzuti kambi. It's like, Because people don't honor and respect their calling. So make your calling and election sure. So that you don't have to complain when you have to wake up and go to work. The Bible says, be diligent in it to make your calling, not just your calling, and election. Sure. Why? The Bible says, many are called and few are chosen. Because God knows us. God does not want to be stuck with you simply because he called you. No. He first calls you. Prepares you. And then chooses you. Because who eventually becomes a doctor. So we don't want to be stuck with you over register university to doctor. Manju, we must be stuck with you. No And many of us, God calls us. Yes. The Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. 
Why? Because we don't all respond the same. Many of us, we waste our callings. We are not diligent in our callings. We take our callings for granted. That's why even when it comes to pastoring, Angzwani numfundis of Vilapai. Wabubiziu. My you, you can't you can't lift a finger. You can't do any. It's like finest Jesus twenty zanda. See how well. See see marango seps ngamenze la ngoba uyivila. Now maybe some 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 of you will, will know this. Because this is how we treat God. Some of you, I'm not a business. I'm not a privilege. You cash a band. You should not be having a business. Mara, now seven is a con. A privilege. You cash a band. Ya, you cash a monto. Uz, uz, mara, Jesus. Akinel a monto. Um, cashil. Akinel. You cash a monto. Mara, uzowezejan. Galo monto. Mauti amkosha nzogmixe CCMA. So even God Himself. Sometimes he calls us. He wants machine. God is the only one who fires you and allows you to continue to work. Maria because when you are not chosen, all that he does, he removes his favor. Because no matter who you are, where you are, you need the favor of God. You might be gifted at what you are doing. You might be good at it, but you need the favor of God. And when God has not chosen you, he is not obliged to give you his favor to open more doors for you. God is the only one who fires you and lets you continue working. But, but, but sometimes we get stuck with people who don't know what they are doing. They don't want to lift their finger by a fill up. It's like when you ask them to do what they are called to do, it's like you are bothering them. If, if you feel like you are being bothered, for being asked to do what you are employed for. Lao seven zakon. In this imyama, each time you have to do something. Even if kutiwa yenza something is or when zupume or half past. Mahabu chaisango five. Sekfa yu pumeng of five. Mina pelang chaisango five. Konamanja wazu unka lento ngo five two. Aunka bangeli. You are not diligent in your calling or you are not called there. You are being bothered. By doing what you are supposed, in, in, instead we need to see it as a privilege. Yes. Oh, I'm not sure whether you, you've been in places where my 85 to. My 85 to. Oh, uh, you don't even have to. You, you will see the, the environment and the atmosphere changes. Wow. Wow. That, that's why I always laugh at people who are working there and, and, and they say they want to start a business. And this is what they say. You know, Nkatele 9 to 5. Flexible hours. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> ah, from 9 to 5 to business you think your hours are going to be reduced you are joking 
are joking. Business is 24-7. Business is 24-7. Business on the 25th. You are the one worried about how do you pay people. When you were working, you were never worried. You wanted that SMS to come through. So tell me if you will have time to, to, to cut the hours. You will work the 9 to 5, go home, have supper and dinner, wake up early in the morning to work before you get the office, work at home after the office. You are on the phone all the time. You are doing... Be diligent in making your calling an election show. Just in case you're saying, but how do I do, do how do I know whether I'm called for business or not? Let me take you to Colossians 6, verse 3. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. There are people in their minds, just like when I spoke about people who can't and cannot sing. There are people in their minds, they are entrepreneurs. Yeah, in their minds, they are business people. I'm in business. What, what do you do? I'm in business. <laughs> but the Bible says, when you think of yourself to be something that you are not, you are deceiving yourself. And unfortunately, you meet such people from time to time who claim to be in business. Then they've been in that for the past 10, 15 years. There's no movement. You've been when I, Maragna, Agunanchum, it's like you are so convinced in your mind that you are in business, even when you are not. And you tell your cousins, they know you as an entrepreneur. That's why people end up lying or whatever, because you are trying to prove that indeed I am in business. But take note, in verse number four, but let each one, each one, examine his own work. Take a moment to examine your work. Are you really a businessman? Are you really called for business? Examine your work. Are you really called for politics or it was just by default that you found yourself there? You don't really have passion for people. I don't know what's your definition of politics. I'm not sure whether, is Isaac here today? Maybe he will remember this. There he is. We attended a cause. I was with you in, in Pretoria about citizenship. And there was a module I loved there where they were teaching us about politics. And the simple and basic thing that they told us was that the definition itself, even though we have changed it today, the definition itself of politics was, was that it is the matters of citizens. If you are unable to handle or deal with the affairs of people, you are not a politician. There are people who have their own agenda in as far as politics are concerned, but they care less about people. And yet they call themselves politicians. They are in it for power. In it for money, in it for other things, but not for people. A true politician is the one who has the interest and the affairs of the people at heart. Whether or not you are going to be paid for it, for that matter. If what affects the people does not move you, you are not in politics. 
If what affects negatively the people does not move you as a politician, you're not a politician. You, you, you care less about the conditions and yet you call yourself a counselor. You need to vacate your office. Examine your work. Examine your own work. What is it that you do daily that demonstrates that you're a politician? What, what, what matters of people have you handled just this week? What problem that affects people have you solved? In your term of office for five years, you have not even solved one issue that affects the community. Yet you call yourself a counselor. You don't deserve that title. You don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. Examine your own work. All of us, including us as pastors, we need to examine, am I in the ministry? Am I in the ministry? Am I... Can I define what I do every day as the work of the ministry? I don't care what car you drive. I don't care how many bodyguards are around you. I don't care whatever it is that is happening around you. At the core of what bothers you and what preoccupies your time, can you call it ministry? Examine your work. Examine your work. Examine, if you are called into the public sector, Examine your work. Pause yourself, not anybody else. When take a stock, sit down and ask yourself, hmm, am I a, I want to who are working for the public, what do we call them? Public servants. Most beggar, are you a public servant? If you're working for government. Are you a public servant? Are you the servant of the people? Are you serving them or are they serving you? Examine yourself. And then if you continue with that scripture and then it says, and then you shall have rejoicing in your own work and not in any other's work. In your own work, you shall have rejoicing and you shall be fulfilled and say to yourself, wow, Man, I love what I do. You'll be like Jesus who said, doing his will is my food. What does that mean? It fulfills me. That's why I said, if you are waking up every morning with a heart that is crying, the only reason why to you, you wake up and go to work is so that you can be paid at the end of the month. Kuko into erongo ab. We have reduced God's calling to a salary. The only thing that motivates us, many of us, that's why we, we are diligent in toying for salary increase. But get strong and say, how can we make this company better? I go to Tibasibens and Nzuin. Marnangos is cut. Fine Buyen is check. You would. John was funny salary increase, Kanga. What value are we adding here? I mean, there are certain departments that when you drive around in the township, you find people sleeping. For the next three hours, they are sleeping. But examine your own work. 
and you shall have rejoicing in your own work and not in, in another's. Why not can you rejoice in your work? As you take stock of what you do, can you stand up and say, wow, man, man, that's why we must have proper leaders in our nation. That's why we must have proper entrepreneurs, business, who are going to raise up quality people to set a standard of what it means to function in your calling. Now, life from the scene, we must do the same. Say hello, Ubiziu, Ubiziu. Okay. Ubiziwe, Baze Batabane, in a full time minister. Marati, in a full time minister, Ushuguti, available just in case, Kuni phone call and Dingai. That is what their full time ministry means. Ask, you know, you can ask Pastor Tula, from the first day we decided we are going full time in ministry in this church when there was no building like this when there was nothing when there was no money when I was still running a printing shop there and whatever I spoke to him he was working for I said you know what manjis from that day we converted that business into a church office from that day we've been working ever since Waking up every morning to go to office. Because I'm getting ten full time. My uncle in the kitchen and was tough. Full time in ministry, not full time at home. Full time in ministry. So we should be out there doing the work. Examine your own work. Reflect. In what I'm doing, am I doing justice in my calling? In what I'm doing, am I doing justice in what I'm calling? In what I'm, in what I'm, I'm doing, committed to each and every day. Let me close with this because I don't have time. Should have done this for three weeks. Here's a checklist that I quickly want to give to you. If you want to see whether or not <laughs> you are functioning in your calling, number one, do you have a conviction or witness in your own spirit about your calling, about what you are doing? Is there, as a child of God, a conviction or a witness number two do you have a divine compulsion on the inside of you to pursue it say you know what let me just do this let me just you know first i i had that conviction i think i want to do business now that you've tasted it do you want to pursue it and grow it and work in it number three is there visible grace and anointing that evidences that calling what do I mean by that? Are there gifts, talents, and abilities that show about a business? Are you making sense to them? Are they blown away by what you are saying? Or by by the time you finish, they are confused and feeling pity for you. Because there must be some evidence to say, when I function in this, I remember, uh, 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 you know, one day, Bamzimela just watching um, another best man named Sabafundis taking turns, and he said these words, he said, and we're in a funeral, this is a pastor. 
because he could sense that this man has got compassion for people it oozes out of him did God confirm the calling through independent people you see if you are the only one who knows that you are called for what we are do, for what you are doing if you are the only one who knows please try and ask God to confirm through other because if you are the only one who knows you are not safe because one day you will have so much pressure in that space you will have to depend on not just what you think or you believe you are called for but you will remember that prophetic word you will remember that conversation that you had that affirmed that this is where you because in every place where you are called to you are going to be challenged it's not going to be nice all the time but when there was that independent confirmation you will god will remind you what did i say elijah one day wanted to die he wanted god to kill him because bewunzim so all of us we need that independent ungabi uwe wedwa owazi ukuthi ubizela ukuba mfundisi kuna abafundisi abahamba ba ba bashumayela abenzi izinto la ibobodwa baziyo ukuthi mombuzo ukuthi umhlambe isonto uphuma ke umfundisi wakho eh wake ukhonta ke wayisho na na ukuthi manje you know bebanga so they he calling me spiritual manje bebanga ekhokile yo level number 5 are you experiencing confusion or double mindedness about it because when you are double minded the bible says you will receive nothing from god you have got to get to a place where you are sure That is what God has called me. I have independent witness. I have I have conviction and witness. I have that divine compulsion to pursue it. There's anointing when I'm doing it. There's confirmation. Therefore, now it's settled. I'm not going to be tossed to and fro. Tomorrow I'm called. The next day I'm not called for it. I don't think business is for me. Two weeks later, so weirdly, so yeah, apply a foot for my three weeks later. I I I think no, finally I'm coming into politics. I another you are double minded. No. At some point you have got to know this is what i'm called for and this is what i'm going to pursue number 6 to have a sense of joy fulfillment or satisfaction when you are doing it awazi ukuthi ubizelwe into mara each time you do it it leaves you with a bitter taste yakudla as you do it yakudla as you do it yakudla as you do it yakfrustrate The more you do it it's like yakusilinga mara ubanje ukuthi makuphela inyanga file ngikhole That's why Jesus said you remember the story Jesus when he was supposed to he was about to preach to the Samaritan woman what did he do sent the disciples go and buy food because they were hungry Uyasalu Jesus shuma ezalo mama nomama uyasindiswa runs into the community turns into an evangelist herself disciples Here's the food. He says, "No, I don't need food. I'm, I'm full." And they like, "Did someone give you food while we were away?" He says, "No, doing the will of God is my food." What does that mean? It fulfilled him to function in his calling and see results. 
So that's the question. After you've done it, after you've helped somebody, how do you feel? How do you feel in your heart? Lastly, when you do it, does it become a blessing to others? For an example, I was too little when I sang so powerfully but the bottom line is we who are receiving from you is it blessing us? Because as I'm preaching it must be a blessing to you. If you walk out of this place and you're like I, we are not coming back next week and next week this whole room is empty. I need to reflect and examine my work. Either I'm not taking my calling serious or I'm not called into that space. Are others getting blessed as we are doing it? Are they, are they coming back rejoicing saying, wow, this person served me so nicely and I am blessed as we are working Listen, as I close, there is hope in your calling. God cannot call you to frustrate you. God cannot call you to destroy your life. That's why the Bible says, it was Paul praying, may the eyes of our understanding be enlightened so that we may know what is the hope of our calling. God, as you have called me and I am being inconvenienced like this, and I'm going through different seasons in my life for the sake of this calling. What is the hope of this calling? What is the expectation? What is it that leaves me with that confidence that I'm going to yield results in my calling? I'm going to experience fruitfulness in, because all of us when functioning in our callings at some point we have got to be confident that you know what? It might not look like it now. But what I sense in my heart is that things will be okay. I might be starting this business and it's tough, but it leaves me fulfilled in my heart. And maybe other people are criticizing me around me, but I have hope in me. I have that confident expectation that I is born. It will work. It might not look like it today. It will work. And that confidence is not in my abilities. It is not in my education or anything like that. But it is in God. That God himself will bless me. He will reward me for fulfilling the calling that I felt in my heart and in my spirit. There is hope in this calling. Listen. You need to be confident in your calling. Do not lose your confidence in it. Do it, fulfill it with confidence. As if next year this time. Because of a 10 million in your, in your bank account. No. Do it like that, but knowing the one who has called you cannot call you to destroy and to frustrate your life. But he has called you so that you may thrive 
so that you may prosper so that you may excel so that people will call you blessed by just fulfilling your assignment you might not see the results immediately but fulfill your calling with that confidence that hope because the Bible says hope does not disappoint in the world we normally say make room for disappointment right in anything that you are doing but listen the Bible says there's hope in your calling and hope does not disappoint because hope makes faith work Hope is the raw material. Hope is the raw material of faith. You cannot walk by faith unless you have hope in your heart. If your hope is dead, it does not matter how many times you confess, you decree and you declare. Because the raw material is lacking. That confidence in your calling, occupy it. If you are a pastor like I am, occupy it with confidence and say ha says in Abanda by two but I'm confident why because I, I I know the one who has called me I've heard that voice if you are in business you are starting up and it's still difficult but you've gone through the checklist and everything you've ticked have that confidence because there's hope in your calling 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 and that hope will not disappoint. God will not put you to shame. Amen. Let's stand on our feet. Kuzo bonagala, kuzo swagala. Okutu ubiziwe. Ubizelwe kulomkaka. Kuzo bonagala. The devil might be fighting you. All odds might be against you. As long as you have become diligent in making your calling and election sure. And you know that you know that you know that this is what God has called me for. Stand firm in your calling. Be faithful in your calling. Be diligent in your calling. Work your calling. By engage the grace of God. Engage the gifts of God. Engage. Do whatever it takes and stay within your calling. And let me tell you this. Sooner or later, you will see the hand of God move mightily in your life. God will move mountains when he comes to prove not just to you but to those who are around you that indeed he has called you that indeed you did not do it because uh, you know you just woke up you were bored and you did it uh, Elijah said that it may be known that you are God and that I did this at your weight and God will answer he will respond and he will show that indeed I am with you. You might be in that company, you are still frustrated, you are at the low levels, but if you know that this is where God wants me, don't just with hope in your heart. Let that hope be alive on the inside of you to say, hi, I'm walking around here one day. That will be my office. One day. One day. Nami, I'll be carrying these files. One day. Nami, I'll be one counted amongst and I'm cleaning after them. One day, I'll be sitting here. Have that hope within you. Have that hope within you and allow it to burn and to become of, not with arrogance, not with pride, but with genuine connection with God so that he is the one who is lighting it up. 
And you have that confidence that one day, one day, one day, <laughs> one day, but Bangana ngay moto bapuma, uva pegu shuta, one day, one day it will be me. Let's lift up our hands. Father, we thank you this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Yabonga nkulunkulu wetu. Ugutuwe na ushulu alilutu. Hope does not disappoint. And therefore, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, you will never put us to shame. As we trust in you and depend on you, we thank you in the name of Jesus Christ that us hoping in you is not in vain because you did not call us to frustrate us and to destroy us, but you have called us to hope. You have called us, O oh God, to good things in the name of Jesus Christ. And therefore, this day, we walk out of this place standing firm upon this hope that indeed, the good work that you have started in us, you are going to fulfill it. That you will perfect that which pertains us. Father, I pray and I speak your blessing over every business that is struggling and yet you have called those who are behind it. Those who are frustrated at this moment because it's in Dazhambigashe. Father, I pray that you will stretch your hand upon them in the name of Jesus Christ that you will stretch your hand over everything around them. May everything work out for their good in the name of Jesus. Those occupying positions in different places, working in different places, I pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Revive the hope that has, that has begun to die down. Stir them up, I pray, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Do not let them be discouraged. Do not let them, almighty God, give up in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, O God. I pray, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, that right now is activated, O God. Your favor is activated and released over your people. In the name of Jesus, that as they walk out of this place, they are not walking out empty-handed. As they go, Father, to those meetings, to those activities, those engagements, talking to different people of God in different places. Father, I thank you that your favor rests upon them. I thank you that your wisdom rests upon them. I thank you that you anoint their lips, oh Father, even as they speak, as they engage. Master, they are going to speak as those with authority, oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ. And the words that will come out of their mouth, no man will be able to resist them. In the name of Jesus, bless the works of their hands. Open up closed doors for them. In the name of Jesus Christ, oh God, place them before great men. Men and women of power and influence, decision makers. In the name of Jesus Christ, oh God, signatories. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, may we as your people find ourselves at the right place at the right time to the glory of your name to the glory of your name and it is in Jesus name that we pray and the people said amen and amen come on let's put our hands together and bless the name of Jesus 
Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.